the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are. I hope you uh, tune in for a reason today and that this show is going to be a blessing to you. I want to welcome every mom, dad, child who's listening today. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value because sometimes our culture forgets to remind you how important you are as you raise up that next generation. All right, a question for you. You know I always start with questions. Do you ever feel like you're not getting through to your children? Or like your spouse is not listening to you. Maybe like your words are just not working. Wouldn't you like to know the keys to communicating with your kids and your spouse at different ages and at different stages of life? Well, we've got help for you. Our counselor for moms, Jamie Kirkbride, is in the house today, and she's going to reveal to us what it takes to communicate well. She's got some special tools for us, even what it takes to communicate well with your spouse. So get your effective talking tools today on the show. Just stick around for about a minute. We'll be right back with Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. All righty then. Welcome back, you guys. I, I do think this show is going to be a blessing to some people that are just at their wits' ends, to some moms that just can't th- get through to their kids, whether they're toddlers or teenagers, or maybe you're having issues with your spouse and you guys just cannot meet in the middle when it comes to communication. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Just a few orders of business. First, our mom market shout out. This is my effort in this particular economy to say to moms, hey, look, I'll talk about you for free one time on the air. We did the little uh, Jen's festivities shout out, and I am happy to do a little shout out for your business as a mom if you listen to us regular well you don't even have to listen to us regularly just contact us at channelmom at gmail.com channelmom at gmail.com let us know why your business uh, should receive a shout out and you know how we can help you as a mom in your business just by letting people know you exist so please email us at channelmom at gmail.com second order of business welcome to all of our friends around the nation of course we have listeners in Oklahoma and uh, Omaha and Lincoln Nebraska Little Rock 
Kansas, also Colorado Springs, Missouri, Idaho, and right here in Denver. Love our longtime Denver listeners. Okay, so last couple of things, quick things to mention. I was weepy last weekend. My daughter graduated, our daughter graduated from high school. My husband has been her superintendent and her principal. Isn't that cool? So he's been able to watch over her for the last four years, which has been a blessing. Um, she gave a, a speech at uh, the graduation ceremony uh, as the class president. And as I drove away from the school, because both of our kids have been through that school system for 13 years, Platte Canyon up in the mountains. And I just <laughs> bawled because I was like, ugh. This part of motherhood is over. So you can probably imagine that. And then I was crying in the car today for other reasons. You know what? I just want you to know as a real mom that I get the days that uh, you feel disorganized, out of sorts, inadequate, judged, like you don't measure up, like you, you don't look or feel like you want to, like you're not everything you want to be for your family or your friends or your job. Um, my, I was looking through my purse today and I thought, this is a little metaphor for what my life looks like right now. I have confetti in my purse and like half used nail polish. I had a, like an immunity boost drink in my purse. I mean, I, good, good Lord in heaven. I have found bananas in my purse before. So I just want you to know that I'm a real mom and I get it if you're feeling out of sorts. Last thing before we get to Jamie, and that is um, thank you to the precious donors. A, pre- a precious friend of ours, Joyce Perino, passed away recently and her beautiful daughters Sarah Donna and Deb chose to um, select us to select Channel Mom as the place where people could give in memory of Joyce and we have gotten donations from Billy and Heather and Helen um, and uh, who's this other one I don't want to miss these people Judy and I'm just so grateful for the people that have reached out recently and, and given in her honor all right we're gonna get to the show now it's our licensed counselor for mom she's with us today Jamie Kirkbride she can also be found at parentingwithpersonality.com. She has so much wise advice for moms, partly because she's got seven kids that that run the gamut. And so she can really help you because she's communicating with all ages right now. I'm not quite toddler, but she just got out of the toddler stage up to, you know, a 20 year old, some 20 something year old married son. So, so she knows what she's talking about. You know, her counseling expertise comes to bear in this. So she's going to help us communicate better with our kids and our spouses today. But for You know, I like to pick those soundtracks, and here is the soundtrack for today's interview with Jamie. me some good 80s music. <laughs> I see I lived in LA for like, you know, 18 to mostly to about 28, 30, something like that. And so I listened to that kind of music all the time <laughs> and I kind of miss it. All right. So, so let me set you up, Jamie. I, I was looking over a survey done by Pew Research Center about what COVID has caused. And I know people are sick of talking about COVID, but it has had some ramifications and some lasting effects um, in our life and with people who've had it like myself, the, 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 it lasts and it's last in, in what it's done to our society. So, so we've been forced to communicate more with our families and our well not our friends as much but our families because we've been you know in house arrest 
Um, that's been good and bad. But most people in this Pew Research survey agreed that our society has been mostly negatively impacted. We've got more discord. We've got more division. We've got more anger. We've got more impatience. So, so do we need a, a communication reboot after going through COVID? I think it sounds like a great idea. And I know even those of us in our home could stand some help, like a right. communication reboot. You know, I think COVID in general has really distanced us from others. And it's kind of shut us off from even some of our real or normal expression. You know, you think about the use of masks or even Zoom meetings and people going black screen. I mean, these are all things that we would have never thought of before right. that we've functioned for a little over a year now as though it were just normal. And yet it didn't feel normal. I think, as you mentioned, it caused some strange togetherness, you know, being closed in. And I know even in our house, teenagers that weren't able to go and do and be with other people like they really desired to. And so I think in some of that strained togetherness, we've also experienced an increase in defensiveness and anxiety. You know, I think sometimes when we're fighting for the good of something, like say in this case, a fight for our health, that sometimes that fight can be easily deflected or misplaced. And we kind of take on this idea of fight. In, in other areas. And so there may be some defensiveness even in how we've communicated with each other. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, it, man, it, my heart aches for our society because we haven't been able to smile at each other. We haven't been able to hug. We haven't, you know, just all kinds of things. And, and, I, and I do think we need help from you on, on how to get back to healthy communication and, and to set some of these things aside because we're suffering as a society and as, and as smaller groups, our family groups, our friend groups. So you're going to help us today. Um, tell us about the three words that we need to focus on when we're communicating in, in order to per- improve our communication. You, you bet. I would like to keep it simple with three words that are easy to remember, and it's lead with empathy. And that might sound kind of crazy because none of that really has to do with talking or even listening. But I think that's kind of the takeaway from this is that it's something different than what we might expect. You know, Jenny, they say in studies that 70 to 93 percent of our communication is based on nonverbals. Can you believe that? That's a lot. I mean, because I'm a talker, as most people know. And so I think, okay, I'm getting through because I'm talking. But what you're saying is that, oh, no, girl, 70 to 90 percent or 93 percent of of how you're communicating with something has nothing to do with your actual words. Nothing to do with your words. Instead, it may rely on uh, body posture or your eye contact or your facial expressions, which we just talked about, have been quite hampered over the last year. Our body language, it might be our tone of voice. It might be gestures, because really all of these things help convey care or concern, um, sometimes even just neutrality or openness to whatever's being discussed. It might indicate if you're being reasonable or if you're willing or open for the discussion to go further, or maybe if you're finished or you don't like the idea. All of that can be communicated before we even realize we've communicated it. <laughs> Yeah, these nonverbals. And I think I, I'm going to take you off track just for a second, but we can go back to it when you get to the marriage piece. But I feel like a lot of women suffer because the nonverbal communication they get from their men is not what they feel like they need. Because men are shoulder-to-shoulder people. They don't feel like they need to look you in the eye. And I even have some girlfriends like this. I'm a touchy-feely person. The more I can like be right up in your face and hug you, the better. And, and I think a lot of guys are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't need to look you in the eye. I don't want to be 
be all touchy. You know what I mean, right? So women are often hurt by their husband's nonverbal lack of communication. Like they, they just sit there rigid, you know? I think it's often true in gender differences. I also think it appears in personality differences. Yeah. And of course, you know, some personalities are a little more laid back. They're not as responsive. And so they may come across as uncaring when maybe their personality is just not to really get worked up about things. <laughs> you may have a personality that is very expressive. They do get worked up. And so they may be coming across stronger than what they may intend. So I think there are gender differences. I think there are personality differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was looking, even though I knew you were the best expert, but I was looking at some of the things. And I think we're going to go actually to marriage first unless you want to redirect me. And it's so funny because it, it goes, we, the, the list I was looking at about what we have problems with when it comes to marital communication, the very first thing they listen to is not really listening right. and, and speaking before we think. Um, and, and so why don't, why don't we dive into to marriage first and then we'll move on to children. But, but what are our, our, our communication needs in, in a marriage that we need to improve? Well, I think that one of the most important things is that we don't listen to hear, but we listen to understand. And I want to say that again because I think it's that important. Don't listen to hear, but listen to understand. Most often, people listen while we're formulating what we want to say next. Yes, so true. Or, or how we're going to answer, or maybe how we're going to defend, or maybe if our story might top that one. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't like to admit it, but I think if we were all to kind of take inventory, that's kind of what happens. And unfortunately, that's never effective. Yeah. Yeah. We're, that's so true. We're listening, and, but, we're, but we're not really kind of caring about what they're, what they're actually trying to express. We're sort of waiting to say the next better thing while, right. while, while those poor, precious people are talking. Right. right. And, and uh, yeah, I, I love that you say, listen to understand. And let me say this. I'm a question asker. I just always have been. My mom says my first words were, what's that? Um, <laughs> so I'm a question. So if you, if you think, all right, I'm not understanding them. They're, they're trying to express something to me and I really don't get it. Ask a question. I do it all the time. I'm like, so what do you mean by that? Or explain that further. Or, you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to ask a question if you're not understanding. Right. And, you know, I think sometimes we communicate in shorthand. And unfortunately, that is rarely effective, rarely effective in a relationship of any kind. But I, I and I'm going to give a shameless plug for marriage counseling here. Yeah. And even, you know, I think no matter how good your marriage is, no matter how much you're struggling, every marriage could benefit from the help of outside eyes. Someone that isn't connected that may see habits or tendencies and help you kind of shape those and fix those. So there have been seasons in my own marriage where we've gone to marriage counseling and one of the most poignant examples of this listening to understand happened in one of those marriage counseling sessions. Oh. And it was really interesting because my husband and I were just kind of hitting these roadblocks with communicating. And as I was expressing something, my husband, bless his heart, kept saying, I understand. I get it. I get it. Okay, I understand. And something was happening in, in me, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. I just felt kind of frustrated, even though his words were... I understand. I get it. Right. And it wasn't until our counselor spoke up and he said, you don't get to tell her you understand. She gets to decide if you understand based on what you say. Uh-huh. Then she will let you know if you really get it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. stop saying I understand. And it was only when I heard him say that that I could put my finger on what it was. Even though his words were saying, I get it, I understand, I felt dismissed. 
Because what I really needed was to hear him say what it was that he heard me saying, to reflect back in some way, to show me, not tell me, but show me that he really did understand it. And so it's kind of become a little, and we kind of joke about it now, if it starts happening or if he gives me a, you know, okay, I get it, I understand, I'll be like, hey, wait a minute, I get to tell you if you understand. And we can kind of laugh about it now. But I could see that this could be a common trip up for a lot of relationships, a lot of couples. And so that is one tidbit I want to pass on that we learned in marriage counseling that has been one of the most helpful things. And did he and did he accept that, that he, he wasn't allowed to say, oh, I get it, I understand, but that, that you had to say, well, <laughs> I don't think you do based on what you're saying. Like, was he okay with that? Well, no, not at first. At first, he didn't really like that idea. You know, at first he was like, well, but wait a minute. I do get it. I do understand. And, you know, the the counselor kind of questioned, well, why do you say that? You know, why why do you feel frustrated? What is it that frustrates you when I say that to you? And he said, well, I just... You know, it can be something different. It may be, I just don't want to have to keep talking about the same thing again. Or, I just don't agree, but I don't want it to feel uncomfortable if we have to talk through it. So sometimes we say, I get it or I understand, and it comes across with the message of, okay, move on now. Yes, sure, sure, sure. If we slow down and we lead with empathy, we're going to do things like, you know, figure out, you know, what is it that that person might need from me? Or what is it that that they may want my help with? Or, you know, how might I better communicate what isn't being understood? And if they if you can think about um, leading with that empathy, you're putting yourself in the other person's shoes. What are they feeling? What do they need? How might I reflect that back so that they know I understand? Am I making reasonable requests? Am I avoiding dismissing feelings, thoughts, or ideas? And I think those are all important because when we focus on that response, it shows the empathy and the other person then feels, wow, you get this. And oftentimes disagreements or discussions can then be shorter because you did get it, and they don't feel the need to, you know, become more intense or to, to say things in a, in a way that might be hurtful because they already feel understood. Yeah, and, and this is great stuff, Jamie. So I, I want people to remember, and, and men, I would say, maybe a little more than women, if you want to give your wife, your spouse a gift, listen a little longer than you want to and talk a little bit more than you need to. Because women need, I think, that more than men. And I love that you're saying, listen to understand. Think about it. Are you really listening to understand? And two, lead with empathy. Um, and, and think about what it feels like to be them in this moment. Really just, and, and Jesus, the Bible talks about that. And walking in other people's shoes, you know. Right. Um, so let's move on to children because we only have like six, seven minutes left. And I want you to get to some of these good points about communicating with our kiddos. You've got an example of your daughter, Savannah. Um, asking for something, and, and so talk about that. Yeah, you know, she approached me the other day, and I have to admit it was the end of the day. I was kind of worn out, a little bit stressed, and I was just honestly ready for the day to be over. And I don't know if you've ever had this happen with your kids, but they kind of linger in your space, and you're getting the idea that something's trying to come up. And so this started happening, and all of a sudden I said, honey, you know, what is it that you need? Oh, well, I, eh, never mind. I, I 
I was going to ask you for something. Never mind. And she just started walking out of my bedroom. And I have to admit, there was a part of me that thought, "Eh, okay, she's good with that. We'll take it up again tomorrow. But then I felt something further down that said, nope, you need to pursue it. So I said, wait a minute, come back here. And she said, oh, never mind. I just... I just hate asking for things. I said, "Well, what do you mean?" Well, I just, I just don't. I just know you're going to say no. Never, never mind, never mind. And she just walked out of the room. And again, I thought, mm, "Should I let it be or should I pursue it?" And I felt the no, pursue it note. So I said, "Well, wait a minute, come here." And part of me wanted to just say, "Just ask for what you want and get on with it." But I thought, "No, this is a moment I need to pause, and I need to lead with empathy." And so I said to her, wow, you know what? You said you wanted to ask me something, but you're afraid I'm just going to say no. That must feel really bad. And she kind of looked at me and she said, well, yeah. I'm, I mean, I just, I, I just don't like being told no, Mom. And so sometimes I, I'm afraid to ask. I said, you know, I don't want you to ever feel that way with me. I want you to feel like you can ask. And how about if we make an agreement that I will try to pause the no's that come instantly and I'll think about it and I'll really listen and then we'll decide. And she's like, well, gosh, okay, mom, let's try it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she was then able to ask for what she wanted. And sure enough, what she was asking for was probably something that I could have been just like, no, you know, that's too hard or no, we don't have the money for it or no, you know, it's not going to work. But instead I said, you know, um, I could feel that there was a part of me that did want to give a quick no, but I really want to think about what it is that matters to you. Would you mind writing down a couple ideas of how you see this working? And let's talk about it again tomorrow. And she said, okay, mom. And she did. She went and she wrote down some ideas. She came back. But later that evening, she came up to me and she hugged me and she goes, mom, I just love you so much. Thanks, thanks for not saying no. And I said, you know what, Savannah, more than anything, I want you to feel like you can always ask me anything. And I'm really going to work on that so that we can have good communication. Yeah, that, that, that's beautiful. I, I, yeah. I, and people should know, Savannah is your only daughter. You've got six she boys and one girl. girl that's right. Children, yeah. um, so, so she's precious in her own way. I, you know, I was reading through other tips about communication when it came to children, and, and one of them was talk with your child not at your child. Exactly. And, and I make that mistake sometimes. I'm just talking at him, talking at him. Talk, and we have to, right. it has to be a back and forth and with. You've only got about two minutes left to share another tip or two. What is the one question you say that can change the direction of a discussion? I think this question can be powerful. Can I talk with you? Now, will that, make, will that make your child frightened? Like, oh boy, what did I do? It may, but I think if we start using it often enough, it doesn't have to feel threatening. It can feel inviting. And I think that question serves serves dual purposes. Number one, if it's something that you need to talk about that's uncomfortable, it kind of alerts them, hey, something's going on for me. And if they say, well, gosh, now isn't really a good time, but maybe later, then you're getting a better time. Okay. And if nothing is wrong and you really just want to open up communication with them, then you're saying, hey, I've noticed something and I care to know more. So I think it's a dual purpose question that helps us discover, is this a good time to talk or is there a better time to talk? And are you open to hearing something I I want to share with you or are you maybe not willing right now and might need to find that space? 
Yeah. And be prepared again as a parent to talk with your child, not at your child, and to lead with empathy, even if you're you're issuing a corrective statement when you're talking with them. Absolutely. All right. Last thing, Jamie. All day our kids can, can give us the I understand response, and we yeah. want to try to avoid that. Correct. Last thing before we let you go, you say it, it comes down to the golden rule, to keep that in the back of your head when you're communicating, right? That's right. That's right. You know, I think do to others as you would have them do to you. And remembering it's not a matter of ears or mouth when we communicate, but rather a matter of the heart. And if we're thinking about that golden rule and doing to others what we would want, it's going to make leading with empathy so much easier. Yeah, I love it. Just a reminder that golden rule is... In Luke 631. So thank you for reminding of that, uh, that, uh, us of that, Jamie. Um, <laughs> all right, sweetie, how do they find you, your resources? Cause you, you talk about these things, uh, at, on your website. So how do people find you and your website? You bet at parentingwithpersonality.com and on Facebook, Parenting with Personality, as well as Twitter, Personality Mom, and on Instagram at Parenting with Personality as well. Awesome. Thank you for these helpful communication tips. I, I, I hope it blesses everybody because I think we all would like to communicate better, both with our children and our spouses. Thanks, Jamie. God bless you and your family. Talk to you soon. You too. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Take care. All right. I just want to remind you, speaking of communicating, that uh, if you know of a business or sponsor that would like to be reaching mothers, because you know, mothers do 85% of household spending. We'd love to have you be a sponsor on Channel Mom. Just contact us again at that same email I was listing earlier, channelmom at gmail.com, channelmom at gmail.com. Also, tell people about us. If you know mothers or grandmothers who could use our our encouragement, our help, our advice, they can check us out at channelmom.com. They can, uh, you know, make requests of us. They can find out our various outreaches and ministries. We help moms all over the place. Uh, You could become a donor, a partner to uh, keep us on the air and to keep us helping moms on the ground. And then finally, this is the time of the show where I just remind you of your value. Um, I think it's so often a, a thing for moms where they feel like they're not enough, like they're not good enough. They don't measure up, especially when compared to their friends on social media. You are enough and you are raising up that next generation. God has specifically assigned you to your children. So I just thank you for all you do, mistakes and all. I know you're working hard to raise your babies well, so God bless you for it. Have a beautiful weekend. Thanks so much for listening to Channel Mom. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to Stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 